This is the All Into Clemson Football Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What's up, everybody? Briley here. Let's jump right into your Clemson football update for Tuesday, October 6th. Number one. After only giving up 13 points in the first two games of the season, Clemson gave up 23 points in their win over Virginia this past weekend. That's the most points a Clemson defense has given up in the regular season since November of 2018. As we talked about yesterday on our Virginia recap episode, Clemson's defense and offensive performance felt a little ho-hum. The Tigers did what they had to do, but didn't come out and blow us away with their performance. Here's how defensive coordinator Brent Venables described the defense's effort. There's a lot that was really good, a lot uh, that we got to learn from uh, that wasn't very good. Uh, whether again it's tackling or uh, positioning or communication or some alignments. Uh, so, uh, we've got work to do. And what did James Skalski, the leader of the defensive group, say about the game? I think for 80% of the game, we played pretty lights out, we played well. And there's plays and drives here and there where we just didn't execute at the level we should have and could have. Man, I tell you what, it's really easy to nitpick what happened on Saturday, but I think the narrative surrounding this game is really unnecessarily negative. No, this wasn't up to the standard of this number one ranked Clemson team, but this team did not look vulnerable, which is something that I've been hearing ever since the win. Inconsistent? Sure. Apathetic? Definitely, but not vulnerable. Now, that being said, Miami quarterback Derek King will be likely the Virginia quarterback Brennan Armstrong 2.0. He's a much more polished quarterback who will be better able to take advantage of any inconsistencies or apathy from this Clemson defense. That includes through the air and on the ground. I do think it's very important to point out that this defense is still missing major pieces up front on the defensive line. That includes Justin Foster and Xavier Thomas, the two dominant defensive ends. Unfortunately, these guys will be unavailable against the Hurricanes. Now, defensive tackle Tyler Davis, who actually was available last weekend but didn't end up playing, he is expected to return to the field this Saturday. And speaking of injuries, Joseph Ngata, who we discussed yesterday as well, uh, has yet to make a real impact on this season so far. The six foot three sophomore injured his abs against the Citadel and didn't touch the ball against Virginia. Dabo says that Ngata is working extremely hard on his body. And Trevor Lawrence is certainly looking forward to getting his big receiver back. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll help us a lot. I mean, he's going into the year, he was our starting nine man. And um, definitely it's going to be huge to get him back. Just his size. He's really smart. Uh, he doesn't have any mental busts, really. I mean, it's rare that he does. Uh, really smart, athletic, strong. Uh, big body, I mean, he, all those things, and, and he just knows what to do. So getting him back will be will be really big. Number two. All right, so this isn't necessarily new news, but we haven't had a chance to discuss the DeMarcus Bowman situation yet. As you probably know by now, Bowman is a freshman, former five-star recruit who was a crown jewel in Dabo Sweeney's best ever recruiting class in 2020. Sadly, Bowman's grandfather passed recently, which led him to enter his name into the transfer portal and announce his decision to play for the Florida Gators, a team which is closer home to his family. Speaking of Clemson, Bowman said that they have very great coaches and academics and is literally the most perfect place. 
He continued by saying, quote, the only reason I came to Clemson is so my mother's dad could watch me play. He stayed in Atlanta, but he passed away and that really hurt me. He was my closest family to me up there and I just don't feel comfortable anymore. I just want to go to a school closer to home. This obviously shocked the Clemson coaching staff. Dabo was asked after the Virginia game if he was surprised uh, by the decision, and here's what he had to say. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, didn't, didn't expect that, but yeah, it's uh, 2020. <laughs> There's a lot of things catch you off guard in 2020. So yeah, I tried to talk about it, but that's just, you know, it's what he wanted to do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really easy to do that. And it's going to get easier, you know, with transfer portal and, you know, those type of things. It's, it's, it'll, it'll get easier and easier for guys to you know, just just uh, you know, back up and go. So it's, uh, it's where we're living in. But he's a great kid. And again, you know, uh, you know certainly no hard feelings or anything like that. But at the end of the day, uh, you got to just keep moving forward. Listen, you can tell in Dabo's voice that he is genuinely surprised and shocked by this decision. But I don't love how he decided to use this situation as a chance to swipe at the transfer portal. And I must say that I really laughed at his attempted save of saying that there aren't any hard feelings. I know that Dabo won't hold a grudge and he wants the best for this kid, but it's obvious that he isn't happy with how this situation turned out. All right, before we get to our third point, let's take a quick 30 second ad break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Number three. And finally, it didn't take long at all for the media to give Clemson the opportunity to play the disrespect card. Not only did Alabama receive more votes for first place in this week's poll, but Kirk Herbstreet, Herbie, gave his top spot to none other than the Crimson Tide. If it seems like this happens every year, it's because it does. Granted, Alabama looked really good against a highly ranked opponent, but let's not overreact here. When they play at their highest potential, Clemson is the best team in the country. And at least it looks like their schedule will provide them with more opportunities than in years past to prove their credentials. Between Miami and Notre Dame and maybe North Carolina in the ACC championship game, the Tigers will at least face a couple of ranked teams in the regular season and in the championship game. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. Until then, be good out there.